When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine. T-minus eight seconds, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. I'm sitting here in the mothership at the command center. And holy cow, Chang-4 spacecraft has entered lunar orbit and it's ready for the first ever far side landing of the moon people holy cow it was launched there four and a half days ago and it's there now it's in lunar orbit and it's ready to touch down on the far side of the moon that's going to be kind of crazy the spacecraft entered an elliptical lunar polar orbit and that was at about 3.45 a.m. Eastern on December 12th. And that is following a lunar orbit insertion burn. And the spacecraft's single main variable thruster fired 129 kilometer distance from the moon following the command from Beijing Aerospace Command and uh, Control Center, which is the BACC. So the China Lunar Exploration Project, the CLEP, C-L-E-P, announced the success of the crucial braking maneuver within minutes and confirmed that the spacecraft was functioning properly. And it's beginning preparations for communications tests uh, with a relay satellite, and it's refining the orbit that it's going to be in. So going to do a little bit of maneuvering, going to get itself into a proper orbit and settle in, basically, for this thing. So it was launched on a Long March 3B carrier rocket in southwest China on December 7th for it's about a 110 hour journey to the moon. 110 hours to get there. That is um, it's a pretty, pretty long time. Four and a half days, which really isn't that long. <laughs> to be honest with you, four and a half days to get to the moon. Come on, to get to the moon. So this thing's on the other side of the moon, on the dark side, quote, dark side of the moon. This thing is consisting of a lander and a rover, and the spacecraft will attempt the first ever history-making, groundbreaking soft landing on the far side of the moon. And this is all going to happen in early of 2019. It's going to happen really soon. It's going to be a couple months away. I mean, we have to go through December 1st, right? And then we'll be in 2019. We're almost there, people. We're almost at 2019. So it's going to happen really soon. And the lander and the rover are both equipped with cameras and science payloads uh, that analyze the lunar surface, geology and subsurface, solar wind interactions and carry out low frequency radio observations in the uh, unique. It's it's a radio quiet environment on the far side of the moon because our radio signals don't hit it, basically. You know, uh, the front side of the moon that we see blocks all radio signals. They kind of get shoved around the moon. And so it's radio free back there. So you can't hear your favorite TV shows or your favorite podcasts 
on the far side of the moon if it's broadcasting straight from the earth. But that doesn't mean we can't communicate with this thing, right? So it is going to be communicating with a relay satellite, which was launched in May, and it was inserted into a halo orbit from the second Earth moon, Earth moon Lagrange point, um, which is about 85,000 kilometers beyond the moon. So it's going to bounce the signal off that relay satellite, bounce it back to Earth, and then we're going to get some data from it, which is going to be great. And, you know, it's it's never been done before. So this is going to be groundbreaking. And that's the latest from the moon. And I'll keep you guys updated with anything that happens in the near future in early 2019 or before with this lander and this orbiter. Let me take a couple seconds. I want to take a couple seconds to thank all of you space cadets out there for all the help, all the support you've given me throughout the time that I've been doing this podcast. I know it's not been long. But we continue to grow together, and I want to say thank you to everybody who's who's just been there, who's given me a rating, who's you know just listened to the podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you. That's all I that's all I can really say is I appreciate all of you. So with your guys' support, and every time you guys listen, it really does support the pod. I can keep doing these things, and I can continue growing the channel, and I can continue growing this podcast to something bigger and better throughout time. Get guests and you know, make the podcast longer. I like the 10 minute, you know, 10 ish minute format. It's really cool. Um, it's really quick and you get to get some really quick space news, like the most important space news of the day. So you can check it out on Twitter, space news pod on Facebook, space news pod. I'm starting a Reddit. Um, so you guys can ask questions or just be involved on a Reddit. There's a discord coming too. So, and I said discord coming a long time ago and I got kind of pushed back a little bit, but it's happening. I'll leave a link to all that stuff in the description. So thank you so much. But there's more space news today, guys. Alan Stern from NASA's New Horizons spacecraft had an AMA on Reddit's space subreddit. And he answered a really cool question from Ozzy Manny, O-Z-Z-Y-M-A-N-I-I, asked, as a ham radio operator, I have to ask how the heck you can effectively send and receive signals to something so far away. I'm guessing antenna design is a great deal. How powerful are the transmitters involved? Thank you. So Alan Stern answered this question, and he said, on Earth, we use the three NASA Deep Space Network 70 meter dishes in California, Spain and Australia, combined with some artisan crafted receivers. On the spacecraft, we have a 2.1 meter dish driven by an ultra stable oscillator. And you can track when we're talking to Earth at eyes.nasa.gov slash DSN slash DSN.html and looking for NHPC, our DSN call sign. Oh, that was from Simon from the New Horizons Pluto mission. User SpaceX M6 asked, does the spacecraft have capability to do a third flyby? If so, any possible candidates? The New Horizons Pluto team answered, yes, the spacecraft is healthy and has fuel and power to run into the 2030s. We plan to search for another target after Ultima. And that was Alan Stern replying to that. So the spacecraft is healthy. It's running fine. And it's going to be giving us new science into the 2030s. That's going to be... Absolutely cool. 
And I can't wait for New Horizons to uh, send us all sorts of data and info. BR Spies says, given how successful New Horizons has been, especially considering its scope, do you believe it can be used as an example to emulate in the future for exploration of the outer solar system, other KBOs, etc., for relatively modest cost? If so, do you have any particular targets that you think would be more viable? Is there anything in particular you would most want to explore based on things you didn't find on Pluto or depending on what you may or may not find on Ultima? Thanks for everything and amazing work. The New Horizon team commented back, I think the New Horizons model would be a great way to continue to explore the outer solar system. I've actually looked into missions that might be similar to New Horizons and found that you can get to some pretty cool targets and visit big outer planets on the way. For example, you can fly by Neptune and Eris, Uranus and Varuna and Saturn and Amaya. All three of them are unique in their own ways. That was from a uh, reply from New Horizons Pluto team. So there's a little insight into the New Horizons mission. What's going on? Alan Stern and the whole team over there giving some replies on Reddit. You can go to reddit.com slash r slash space to get more information about that AMA. It's one of the top posts right now. So get over there. Check it out. It's really cool. There's a lot more info coming in. So that's it for this episode of the podcast. So I will be beaming down more information to you from the mothership tomorrow in the Space News podcast. My name is Will, and I will see you soon.